The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. It is a new week, which means we will have new winners, which I love. By the way, I hope everybody had an awesome Halloween. It was nice to go trick-or-treating in between the late afternoon games and the Sunday nighter with the family. That was awesome. I have had way too much candy over the last couple days. But as I tweeted this morning, at Ross Tucker NFL, candy is good. Candy is really good. You know what else is good? Being the spread the word winner via social media. I saw some people quote tweeting last Thursday. That was glorious. Let's keep that up. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I told you last week all the awesome press passes that I've got. Sponsor confirmation email winner. I'm going to wait till next week to let you know how to get the final three Maddens. So this week, you'll just get a press pass. If you take advantage of any of our sponsors, like AutoZone or Visa or Crocs or Warby Parker or Keeps, PixWise, Simply Safe, Express VPN. There's a bunch that support the show, and we appreciate those of you that support them. We appreciate that they give us discounts and codes on things we would like to use anyway. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I got my eyes peeled for some new subscriber commenters. Absolutely love that. And love the big show. The Big Show. Well, as we always do, Ross, before we get into each of these games, your overall themes from week eight in the NFL. So there's four, I feel like, Bri, that are very clear, very clear. Number one, the Lions and Texans and Jaguars are really, really bad. I was on some bad NFL teams. I don't remember being down 38 nothing in the third quarter like both the Lions and the Texans were. I mean, that is brutal. And the Jags got destroyed by the Seahawks as well. Those are really bad teams. Texans and Jags each have a win. The Lions don't have any, but th- those are bad football teams 
to be losing by that much in the third quarter. And like a moron, I went with the Lions and the Jags on the Even Money podcast. I showed some faith in those terrible teams, and it was not rewarded. And that's my fault, not yours. Awful. Those are really bad teams. The next thing, everybody will say this is a theme today. This is not like original for me. But how about backup quarterbacks? How about Mike White for the Jets being phenomenal? Pretty sure you'll hear about him in a minute or two here. Even Geno Smith played well for the Seahawks, much better than he had been. Cooper Rush gets a win for the Cowboys on Sunday night football after they let Dak rest, even though Dak looks pretty healthy. That is a simply gigantic win for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the real deal. I mean, you'll hear about it on my power rankings tomorrow, but the Cowboys are the real deal. Then you've got Trevor Simeon, who came into the game after Jameis Winston got hurt. And, you know, he didn't play great, but they won the game. They beat Tom Brady in the Bucs. So I think two things jump out to me about backup quarterbacks. Number one, it's not a very important position until it's the most important position, which means it's a very important position. you got to have a guy as your number two that gives you a chance to win the game. Have to. Some teams don't. Frankly, you should even have a third guy ready. But... That's number one. Number two, I'm so happy for these guys. You know, I was a guy that never started a season opener, but I came in a bunch during several years and started a bunch of games and finished the season. I love, especially when guys like Mike White from Western Kentucky, Cooper Rush from Central Michigan, a couple of group of five guys have just been hanging around forever. I love, 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 love when they are able to get an opportunity. They each got their first start, and they each rose to the occasion, made the most of it. Good for those guys, man. I'm thrilled for them. That is years, hours upon hours of work. So, so pumped for those guys. The other two takeaways, it's unreal how many games are impacted by roughing the passer calls. And a lot of them are garbage. It's just, it feels like more often than not, a game is affected by a roughing the passer call. It's not good. Not what you're looking for, certainly. And then the last one is with Calvin Ridley issuing a public statement that he's going to be out for a while and Lane Johnson's public sit-down with Jay Glazer, these guys are going a long way towards getting mental health on the forefront. Um, And I think there's no doubt in my mind that they're helping people, especially the Lane Johnson sit-down with Jay Glazer. Hopefully some people watched that and thought, okay, you know, there's other people going through stuff like this. This is quote, unquote, normal. And these are big NFL players getting millions of dollars a year. So I I just think 
what do they always say? Representation matters. I think that that matters a lot to people that are hurting. You know, the other thing I wanted to talk about, this isn't one of the themes of the weekend, but the sad thing is for most of us, we have very little choice in how we choose our internet service providers. They use monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. They log your internet activity, sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. Don't do it. Get ExpressVPN. It's a simple app for your computer or phone. It encrypts all your network data, tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Think about how much your life's on the internet. You don't want them knowing all that stuff. And ExpressVPN does all this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated number one VPN service by CNET and The Verge. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Tucker to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash Tucker right now to learn more. Tuck's Takes. All right, well, let's start with Mike White. 405 yards, three touchdowns in his debut. Jets over the Bengals, upsetting the Bengals, 34-31. Right, so there's a lot to talk about about this Jets-Bengals game including how the Jets have two wins over arguably the two best teams in the AFC, at least two teams that are up there among having the best records. How that Jets have done that, I don't know. And how the Bengals blew this game, I don't know. But we got to start by giving a ton of credit to Mike White. He is the AutoZone in the zone player of the week. I mentioned earlier in the show, one of my themes of the day, which is that backup quarterbacks, I love when they get an opportunity, especially a first start and make the most of it. Like Mike White, 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. He had a couple interceptions, but he was absolutely fantastic He'll get the start Thursday night against the Colts. He was in the zone. Cannot be easy to be in the auto zone, in the zone presented by AutoZone in your first start against a pretty good defense like the Bengals. But Mike White did it. Congratulations. He'll get a bunch of kudos this week, but there is no bigger honor than the Ross Tucker Football Podcast Monday edition in the zone, AutoZone Player of the Week. The Jets had a goal line stand after Jesse Bates had one of those interceptions of Mike White and got to the goal line. That ended up being basically the difference in the game. That goal line stand was amazing. They stuffed Mixon a couple plays. Chase dropped the ball. Then they sacked Burrow. And I think that one of my big takeaways was that really speaks to Robert Sala's culture and what he's building there with the Jets that goal line stand. And then Michael Carter did it on the ground through the air. He's looking like a heck of a fourth round pick at running back for the Jets. He was 
the key part, focal point of the offense. Tuck takes. In overtime, Carson Wentz interception sets up a Randy Bullock 44-yard field goal. The Titans over the Colts, 34-31. Oh, Carson. Carson, 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 Carson. I said when he was with the Eagles, I thought it was just part of his DNA that maybe he would be able to lessen decrease throughout his career, but he he would never quite get rid of it. And that has proven to be prescient. He just, he's got that in him where he tries to do too much. And I don't know that he'll ever fully get that out of his system. In fact, I highly doubt at this point that he will. He had a terrific touchdown pass on fourth down early in the game. Then he had another touchdown pass to Michael Pittman as the Colts went up 14-0, and I thought, yep, I kind of thought the Colts would win this game. I am so impressed by the resiliency and persistence of this Titans bunch. Wow. And really, to do it, even though they had all those penalties, to do it, even though Derrick Henry pretty much got stuffed, Derrick Henry did very little, I could hardly be more impressed by what I saw from the Titans yesterday. Really, if we're being honest, other than the Wentz miscues, the play of the game was Tyquan Lewis has the ball, a defensive lineman for the Colts. I think he like tears his ACL or patella tendon, drops the ball, and the Titans get it back. So the Colts had forced a turnover, but then Lewis blows up his knee, drops the ball, And they score a touchdown the very next play, A.J. Brown. Huge turn of events. Huge swing of momentum. But the Colts still had their chance. If you didn't see it, Carson Wentz made one of the – threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in the end zone when it was tied 24-24 late in the game. Then he threw another really bad one. Give Kevin Byard some credit, this Titan safety, but it was just – Carson forcing the ball on the triple coverage. Just can't be done. Tucks takes. The Houston Texans lost their seventh straight. Rams easily win 38-22. Right, so Deshaun Jackson was inactive. He is seeking a trade because he doesn't play enough for the Rams. I mean, you're kind of on an awesome team, and they're probably going to need you at some point. I don't know. I guess he just wants to play more and – Wants to keep his career going. You know, he's gotten hurt so much the last couple of years, probably bored. Anyway, Rams jump out to a 38 nothing lead before the Texans rallied to score some points, recover an onside kick late. But it was the normal cast of characters for the Rams. Daryl Henderson was good on the ground into the air. Cooper Cup is, like, automatic these days. Stafford's automatic. I thought uh, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd each had big days, but how about this Ernest Jones? The rookie had a big game in his first time replacing Kenny Young at linebacker. Tucks takes. Pat Fryermuth's two-yard touchdown reception was the go-ahead score for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat the Browns 15-10. to This was like an old-fashioned AFC North muddied, ugly slugfest. 
and it just feels like more often than not, the Steelers come out of these games with the win and not the Browns. Conklin got hurt. He was out for a while. The Steelers attempted what I thought was a really stupid fake field goal. It was 3-3. And at that point in the game, I think you got to kick the field goal and go up to make it 6-3. Instead, they do a fake field goal. The Browns were all over it, and the kicker, Boswell, got absolutely crushed. Crushed, concussion, had to leave the game. Now, I don't know why it wasn't roughing the passer. That was bad by the officials. Should have been roughing the passer. Later on in the game, Fryermuth had an incredible touchdown catch for basically the, the deciding mar- uh, margin of the game. Fryermuth's a stud. Steelers offensive line, a little bit better as Najee had a solid day. Ben keeps getting the ball out quickly. That certainly helps. And for the Browns, Jarvis Landry had a critical fumble, multiple drops. Odell Beckham Jr. had a drop. He alligated a pass late. The receivers did not help Baker Mayfield out on this day. Tuck Stakes. Big day for Boston. Scott, the Eagles running back. Two rushing touchdowns. Philadelphia destroys Detroit 44-6. This was surprising. Eagles had not been playing well. Miles Sanders goes on IR. Eric Wilson was inactive for the Eagles because he's really struggled. No Jamal Williams for the Lions. And the Eagles, you know, Hurts was escaping to the right rather than stepping up on the pocket. Devontae Smith had a drop. But really, the Eagles absolutely dominated this game up front, both sides of the ball. I mean, their D-line, first of all, their defense was much more aggressive. The D-line got after Jared Goff. And O-line, they rushed for over 200 yards with guys like Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. This was actually, not that I thought the Eagles would blow people out this year, but I thought their D-line, I thought their offensive and defensive lines would be really good and would give them a chance to win a bunch of games. And I guess that that sort of played out uh, yesterday. Hasn't happened enough. Tuck Stakes. Jimmy G and the Niners hand the Bears their fifth straight loss of the season, the final of 33-22. to Garoppolo, 322 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Jimmy G played very well. Yeah, I mean, he was run- down near the goal line. He was running and heading into the end zone like his life depended on it because it does. At least his career does. Jimmy threw for over 300 yards. The Niners didn't punt once. No Khalil Mack is a major problem for the Bears. They just don't have other guys without him. Debo Samuel was a huge factor in the game. Really, the play of this game was that third and 20 where Jimmy G threw a slant to Debo Samuel, and he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. He goes 80 yards. Had a huge game overall. For the Bears, I actually thought it was maybe Justin Fields' best game. He made a a number of impressive throws. He had a crazy touchdown run on a fourth and one. He certainly has the physical ability. Now it's just a matter of the consistency, which is a lot of times what separates people in every profession, but certainly professional sports. The Panthers snapped a four-game losing streak by beating the Falcons 19-13. Zane Gonzalez, four field goals in Carolina's win. I mentioned earlier, Calvin Ridley was out 
um, and he issued that statement about it. Darnold didn't play great, but he played okay. Played okay, didn't turn it over. He scrambled a lot. It ultimately cost him. He got hit hard in a play, and on the very next play, it's like he didn't think about sliding. And Foye Aluakun, who played safety first year or two at Yale, I did a bunch of Foye's game, absolutely master-blasted Darnold. I mean, it looked like his bo- his soul wanted to leave his body. And then late, how about Stephon Gilmore in his first game, helping the Carolina Panthers stifle Kyle Pitts and getting an interception. Tucks takes. Buffalo Bills scored 23 points in their last four possessions to beat the Dolphins 26-11. to Yeah, Bills were sluggish to start this game. They really were, but Josh Allen kind of just put the team on his back both on the ground, through the air, especially to Cole Beasley, and what I thought was maybe the best defensive outing for the Dolphins all season, certainly one of them, led by their cornerbacks. Howard and Jones both played pretty well. Christian Wilkins had a good game. Unfortunately for the Dolphins, they can't get the offense and defense to both play decent at the same time. Two on the offense, not nearly good enough. Tucks takes. Moving on, two interceptions for Adrian Phillips helped the Patriots pass the Chargers 27-24. Yeah, Adrian Phillips, the former uh, Charger, getting in on the act. Back-to-back, back-to-back not great performances by Justin Herbert. I wonder if he's just not seeing things the way that he needs to. It's not a clear picture for him. Don't let that be the case for you. If you're looking for better visibility, head to AutoZone. They've got the parts and products you need to drive safer and see more behind the wheel. Not only that, but right now to November 7th, there will be exclusive deals during AutoZone Visibility Week. Get the $10 bonus reward when you get the Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. Get the $25 bonus reward when you buy the Sylvania LED Fog Twin Pack. Have good lights, have good wipers. Like, I'm driving to Akron today because tomorrow night I'm doing Ball State at Akron on CBS Sports Network. Got to make sure my car is ready to roll. In fact, I'm due for an oil change, too. I just noticed that. Anyway, are you ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Tucks takes. Seahawks over the Jags 31-7. Seattle snaps their three-game losing streak. You know, I realized, Bri, I went with the patented segue during the Chargers-Patriots, and I didn't really say very much about the game. I said visibility for Herbert. I thought I was clever. The other things you should know about the game, the score could have even been worse. The Patriots know their formula for success now. Play pretty good defense and run the ball for the most part. Score could have been worse. Patriots had some fumbles, some untimely penalties. Really could have been even worse. Now the Jags and Seahawks? Sure. Oh, bro, I forgot to ask. You were in Buffalo, right? Yes, still am. How how was the food? 
Well, I said the other day or last week, if you give me a box of peanut M&Ms, I'm going to give you an A. So I got to give him an A. But it, it the worked. Bills had peanut M&Ms? The Bills had peanut M&Ms. They also had a box of Swedish fish, which I'm a sucker for. So that was the good side. That's new. That that They don't usually have that. That must have been because it's Halloween, I bet. That could be. It could very well be. Uh, the rest of the meal was just okay. It was just a box lunch of ham and cheese sandwich. Really? Yep. That must be a New York State thing because the Bills used to have really good press box food, but starting last year, they just had the box lunches. I wonder if that's a New York State thing, Brian. That could very well be. We'll find out probably next year then. Because that this is the second year that's what Army's given out at West Point, New York. All Interesting. Right. By the way, speaking of Buffalo, so Friday night, Bri, I had amazing wings from Elmo's. Medium was good, but the barbecue. It's just the way it, – they're gigantic wings. They're so good. The barbecue wings were amazing. But then – the CBS crew meal at UB is interesting. They have French toast that's kind of like monkey bread, sausage bacon, frittata. Now, my issue with the frittata is they I can deal with the spinach, but then they've got like onions and tomatoes in there. Like, let me make the choice on what I put in my eggs, please. But that's how they do frittatas, I guess. Not a fan. I, I really don't like onions and eggs. Really. I'm an anti-onionite. And then they had breakfast pizza, bro. You ever heard of breakfast pizza? Explain. It's like pizza. You can check out my video at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, but it's pizza with like breakfast toppings on it. It's almost like a frittata on the pizza, like with egg and cheese. I didn't have any because they, they put too much Junk on it. I don't like too many of the too, I don't like having bad bites. I despise bad bites and I despise having something in my mouth that I don't care for. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try the breakfast pizza if you're gonna put like peppers and onions and stuff like that on it. Not gonna do it. Anyway, yeah. you ever heard of it? A breakfast frittata, yes. No, breakfast pizza. No, I haven't. But I'm thinking it's the same thing as a frittata. They just kind of cut it in triangular form, right? No. A frittata is just the egg. Breakfast pizza is like a pizza. Like, no, it's, like it's like a, a slice pizza. of pizza. And I kind of wish I'd never heard of a breakfast pizza. Yeah. Well, check out the video. As for the game, the Seahawks let Geno throw, and he was great. 14 straight completions, threw the ball to lock it in DK Metcalf. Weird. Throwing the ball to your two best skill guys works sometimes. The Jags had 12 guys on the field on back-to-back -back plays. Trevor Lawrence was under pressure throughout in his worst game. The Jags just went out to Seattle and totally laid an egg. Urban Meyer is overmatched. Tuck takes. Denver Broncos improved to 4-4 four four after a 17-10 win over the Washington football team. No Von Miller still, no Bradley Chubb, but Malik Reed got pressure on Heineke throughout. Chris Blewett, the kicker for Washington with the unfortunate last name, had two more field goals blocked. That's three in two games. What is happening? The Broncos, I mean, they won, 
but they still almost gave the game away at the end. I mean, it was really poor. Fumble, incomplete pass, fumble. Like, fellas, what are we doing? Tux takes. Saints lose Jameis Winston possibly for the year. Trevor Simeon, though, comes back and uh, beats the Bucks, 36-27. Right, not great, but okay for Simeon. Winston had actually gotten off to a pretty good start, especially running it. I mean, you could tell how much the game meant to Jameis. He was running all over the place. But ultimately, uh, he had that injury. Really unfortunate. They're, they're talking like it might be a torn ACL. Simeon wasn't great, but good enough. And and really, the star of the game was the Bucks de- or the Saints defense. Brady had three turnovers, a couple of bad interceptions, a fumble, uncharacteristic of Brady. I mean, Brady was a big reason why the Bucks lost this game. Tux takes. Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott led the Cowboys to a 2016 victory over the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. Kind of a disastrous loss for the Vikings. I mean, you catch a break of not having to go against Dak Prescott and you lose anyway. Like, what are we even doing, bro? How how, how does that happen? It happens because Cooper Rush outplayed Kirk Cousins. Cooper Rush played solid football. Kirk Cousins, probably his worst game of the year. Now, give some credit to the Cowboys' defense. I think the Vikings converted one third down, maybe. Cowboys were all over them. Micah Parsons, who was on the show this offseason, he's from here in Harrisburg. He is an absolute monster. 11 tackles, four tackles for loss, a sack. He is a gigantic difference maker already in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's changed the whole defense, really. And the, and the Cowboys kind of lucked in them. They didn't even want them. They wanted a corner. Jeez. Uh, and then Amari Cooper made two phenomenal catches on the last drive, including the go-ahead touchdown drive. And that was, that was really the game. I mean, that was, that was what ended up happening for the outcome of the game. Speaking of the game, the game is you get to say your business's name at the end of the show every day. If you become an I Think We're Done Here member of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Like Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.